Somebody's. Welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. Whose complex mind? An introvert's. I'm Karina. And I'm Seth. And today is our second episode of 2024. It is our second Let's episode go. and our first solo episode of the year. Our first solo episode. You guys should totally check out the last episode we did, which was the first one of the year, which was our first ever two-guest episode. We had a, a twofer. So we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had two guests that um, are very dear friends to us, and that episode was pretty special. A lot of fun and just a great time, nourishing conversation. So go check it out. But today it's just the two of us. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I know we're nothing special. So, Seth, it's officially been, I think this is the third week of 2024 as we're recording. You guys don't get the episode till a week after we record. Man, the holiday season is so weird because honestly, once like September starts, the holiday season begins. But once Halloween ends, it's like everywhere you go is just holiday Christmas experience. Thanksgiving is like, it's there. But you're really looking forward to, you know, it's like Rice Krispies versus like Cocoa Pebbles. What? Like Rice Krispies, you're like, yeah, I like Rice Krispies, but I really want the Cocoa Pebbles. That's kind of how Christmas and Thanksgiving is. Yeah, it does feel different like each time around. But then again, sometimes it feels mundane because as you get older, it loses its magic. We just talked mm. about that in our holiday special. And I think every year you look forward so much to the holiday season and the entire time up to it from November to Christmas is like, Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming. Then Christmas comes and you're like, well, now Christmas is over. What am I going to do with myself? Great segue. After Christmas is over, I mean, you kind of let yourself do whatever over the Christmas season because, of course, in January, you're going to fix it all. Yes, I can make whatever choices I want in December because in January, I will fix everything. What do they call those um, we're going to talk about a little thing called New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And what that was so deep. Oh, my gosh. I said, yeah. Yeah. And why we stop doing them. Let's jump into it. So New Year's resolutions, I, I, I want to hear your experience, too, growing up. But for me, I would just, like, I would go crazy trying to set them. And nobody really influenced me to do this. Like, my parents were never like, you have to have a new goal every single year. I just kind of saw it in the media and I would hear a lot of um, older women in particular, like in church and stuff, talk about like fitness goals or a, a very particular mental health goal, which by the way, I think are all wonderful goals to have. But starting January 1st, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to change my habits, my routine, and this is going to be my new life. And And I'm like, okay, so every single year you need to change your life in some way. I don't know. But, of course, at the, that's my thought now. But at the time, I was like, well, I should do it, too. And so I would set really random things. Like, I do care a lot about nutrition now, but I didn't really when I was younger. And so I'd randomly be like, no dairy this year, even though I, like, didn't no need. No dairy this year. <laughs> I, like, didn't need to cut dairy out at the time. This was before acne. Then I got acne, and I actually did. <laughs> but anyway. Teenagehood, it's a killer. Yeah, it would be like, no dairy this year, or like, go on walks every day this Like, what? I'm like 12. So anyway, that's my experience with resolutions. What I'm about you? You had a good or bad experience, or it was just kind of neutral? I never did it. Okay. So, did mean, your family do it or anything? Not really. Okay. It was always more of like, a, we'd, we'd do some type of fasting for like the first week, and ironically, we went to a church that also did that too. So it was more about like the fasting and giving up one thing for us only a short amount of time. Okay. And then the rest of the year being how it's always been. 
Mm-hmm. So never really, I never, I never really did New Year's resolutions. Honestly, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but there was like a meme going around the like uh, right at like twelve thirty, right after the ball dropped. Someone was like, "I already messed up. Twenty twenty five is my year." <laughs> oh, I saw those too. Yeah, but the whole like twenty twenty four is going to be my year. Last year messed up, but at the beginning of every year, and it's like, does every year just worse for you? I like, know. I always think and, that. And of course, like for most people. Every year does have more trials, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every year is the worst. Like, I feel like so many people by the end of the year always say, this year was the worst. This year is going to be my year. This year was the worst. This year is going to be my year. This year was really bad. You're really telling me that out of like (laughs) all of your decades on earth, this year, this year (laughs) is the one that you're saying is going to belong to you. That's right. Um, (laughs) And we can talk about like uh, people having word affirmations for the year. Yeah. How certain churches will do. And I think it's fine for a church in general to have a word. But I think it depends on what you look at that when you're like, I I I have a word for the year. We talked about this with some friends of ours Mm -hmm. over the weekend. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I guess I'll share an experience. I remember at my old church, uh, all the adults would sit around. And of course, I would be in the adult circle because I'm an oldest sibling and I just hung out with adults. It's what I did. And they were all going around in prayer, kind of speaking over the next year what their word would be. And the circle got to me and my my parents kind of nudged me. They were like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to say a word. And I was like, (laughs) of course I'm going to do one. (laughs) And I picked something. I think I picked like, discipline or strength i don't know oh my god <laughs> i don't remember but i picked one and i did feel very pressured and i don't know i think like i sort of touched on this a little bit and we'll get into it but when it comes to kids i don't think that we should be setting the expectation that they have to make this big change or that because things are very circumstantial for kids and so they can't really take things into their own hands a lot of the times and make big choices or yeah be capable of making super big choices but when it comes to adults saying this is my word i really think it depends on the person and if that helps motivate you Hmm. if choosing a word helps motivate you to actually reach a goal you want to reach i think that's totally fine i don't think there's anything wrong with that i do think there's a problem with people being pressured into oh everyone around me is super spiritual and is picking this super long word that is like that's going to define the, their year and God gave them this word. And then there's a pressure that's created for them to just choose a random word that's probably just a synonym for strength and <laughs> to say, like, to speak that. I don't know. And I hope I'm not being too harsh or anything because, like, we were talking with our friends this weekend. They had chosen words that they want to aspire towards in the next year. And they were speaking about it in a very humble way, mm-hmm. um, in a way that was like, they didn't receive the word in a dream or some revelation. They just sat down. They reflected on their past year and they said, okay, this year I want to focus on this. And I was like, that's great. Like, I actually love that. I think if people are going to choose a word for the year, that's the way to go about it. In self-reflection, in humility and saying, I recognize this about myself. So here's how I'm going to make the change. Those are my thoughts. But just for me personally, it's never helped me to say, okay, I need a singular word to define my year. And I am more motivated, not just by like a single word, but by a series of habits. What do you think about it? I I think generally words like of the year are not necessarily a bad thing. I look at them the same way I look at most overused and oversaturated forms of medium, such as social media, 
the base usage of it is pretty good and overall can actually make your life a lot more fun, can make it enjoyable, and can make you feel like there's like a, a goal toward it. Like with things like social media, social media at its base is a lot of fun. Social media is a great thing in terms of you can talk to a lot of friends you haven't seen in a long time, that you don't have their numbers, you don't remember, maybe find easily, see what your friends are doing on a day-to-day basis. Also just find some some great creators who have only really gotten their start through social media. Some of what I think are some of the most hilarious creators, some of the most talented artists, musicians, um, animators who would have never gotten their start had it not been through social media. Yet, then there's Skibbity Toilet. Oh so, um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, um, Can we not? <laughs> the, the point that I'm saying is that with any entertainment medium, I think, or any type of uh, life-fulfilling medium, you'll always find oversaturation and blind ignorance through it can always cause it to be seen as a negative thing when in reality having a word for the year can make you have a goal and when you have struggles always remembering that word can kind of help you through it mm-hmm. and I think having something stable to, gl- to grasp onto throughout the year or a month or even a week can be very helpful and self-sustaining even last year I don't even know what, what we talked about for New Year's resolutions <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the thing I think back on on even last year and I don't remember my mindset you know, I think you have a very specific mindset at, the, at 11.59, right before the ball drops, and you're like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I'm going to change this. And then the next year you don't remember it, unless I'm just the exception and everyone else remembers it. Do you remember your mindset on New Year's Eve every year? No. <laughs> I mean, I think most people probably don't because, I mean, most Americans are drunk, but... I think also because most people are super tired. And I think most people are just no, hyping it up. you're so right. And then the next day, most people go back to work or school. So it's like, oh, we had the new year. Right. And then everything's the same. So here's my thing with New Year's resolutions and why I, I want to hear your thoughts as well. Why I don't do them anymore is because I'm actually reflecting on the past year I had. And something I really have learned is that to build habitual changes, you like can't expect things to happen overnight. And I know that's like, oh, that's so obvious. Like, of course, nothing happens overnight. But to actually implement that into my life took so much out of me. Hmm. I would, like, I just remember trying to change a lot of things, a lot of emotional things in my life. Like, I really wanted to change a lot of my mindsets because I was going about a lot of things in a negative way. And I was talking through things um, in counseling. And I just remember my counselor every single week periodically telling me like it's okay that you haven't changed your life overnight like it's okay that this is a process and kind of praising me along in the small changes I made I always as a planner and as an overachiever I always came from the mindset that like if I was going to change something all I had to do was watch a motivational speech and then I would like everything would change I listened to so many podcasts yeah and they would just make me want like I would listen to 10 things that you don't need in your house anymore and I'd be like, ah, yeah. do I have any of these things? Let me throw them away. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I mean? Like- I remember all year I wanted to wake up early in the morning, like before classes, and have like an hour to myself and drink warm lemon water and read my Bible. Like I always wanted to do that. Since the beginning of 2023, I said, man, if I could wake up early, have an hour to myself, drink warm lemon water and read my Bible. Like, and every day I tried to do that and maybe I did it for two days and then I would fall off and hate <laughs> myself. That's like when my expectations crumbled, I hated myself because I thought I wasn't good enough. And you know what that is? That's falling into a workspace mindset. And that's not what we do around here. Amen. Anyway, I will say what did get me, I, I, like where I am now, 
finally, towards the end of 2023, I learned small habits that actually helped me to wake up in the morning. For example, instead of an hour to myself, I started with 10 minutes to myself, waking up 10 minutes early. And maybe I failed two days out of the week. Doesn't mean you crash. Doesn't mean you hate yourself. You say, okay, today I did it. But tomorrow I can. 10 minutes turned into 20 minutes. And again, you have mess ups throughout the week. Eventually, I got to a place where for the last couple of weeks of 2023, I was waking up to myself, having quiet time. I made my warm lemon water. And I was like, I loved it. And it didn't happen overnight. And it, it took a periodic habits to actually change those things. So I feel like New Year's resolutions just kind of sets you up for like those expectations that are going to crash if you don't fall through. And then you're going to be really upset with yourself. Hmm. I would agree. I think for me, I, I don't think I necessarily never had New Year's resolutions. I think it's just more of like, I would choose a thing I wanted to just try every year, you know? So every year, I always wanted to try a new thing musically. And for the longest time, I just wanted to learn how to play piano when I was younger. And like every time I tried to get behind one, I just sucked. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was I was very impatient as a little kid. So I just, but then as I got to like middle school era, I just started gaining a large sense of persistence. And around sophomore year, I started, or around my junior year, I got really serious about piano to where like I would come home every day and I'd be up to like midnight just playing and practicing. And eventually I got to a place where I got, where I was, you know, like really bad, unskilled, only able to play chopsticks. And now I'm um, decent. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think I'm okay. But I, I, it's I think, fun. I think like, you're more than decent. I think I'm, I think I'm okay. I think I think I have a lot but but I, I'm at a point where I can like actually have fun behind it, mess around on it and do my own thing behind the keys. Uh just yesterday, uh shout out to shout out to a friend of mine yesterday. We had a really good jam session and it just it made me feel really good about our friendship, of course, and just about how far I'd come from being like kind of a, a bit of an outcasted kid at the time, but kind of making me understand that like you said a lot of those things don't just happen because you want them to they happen because you believe you can over time and actually putting thought into it more than rather just saying the week before new year's like okay this new year's is the this is the plan because i mean if you put that little amount of time into it you're only going to be putting a little amount of time into it when you start this is making me think of what it's like to be a creator a creative person like you're very devoted to your music and for me it would be like writing and and it just makes me think like you can try so hard to come up with like a preconceived or not even a preconceived but a planned something you plan right with your with your creativity like you can try so hard to write the perfect song like you'll get an idea right and you're like this is exactly how I want it to go and then maybe you experiment you go a couple weeks and then in a moment that's super unexpected, like it hits you, like the yeah. perfect thing hits you. And that's something that never could have been planned. It was mm-hmm. orchestrated. That's actually a good point. And so when you try to do things with resolutions, I feel like you're setting you're setting up your whole year, right? You have a specific goal that if you don't do this, you're going to hate yourself. But even as a creative, like that doesn't work. You have to be spontaneous. And I hate that because I hate being spontaneous. But that's just how it goes when you go into the world of like developing your own ideas. You have to wait for the moment that it hits you. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think to further that, it, that 
if you constantly try to just tell yourself to expect good things to happen and expect that you'll succeed, I think you're going to find that you fail a lot more often than you thought you would because your expectations are only A+. Plus. And I think people say you have to you have to expect to be the best. You have to. And sometimes you have to understand that you're not the best in order to actually be the best. Yeah. Or to be the best version of yourself. Because understanding that you can fail will help you not break in those failures and will help you actually, instead of failing, grow. Because so many people will look for success. And when they don't find that success after feeling, well, I was just supposed to be successful and now I'm failing all the time. I should just give up rather than a person who says failure can happen and failure is okay. And when that success finally does happen, if it ever does, it'll feel all the more better because I, I failed. Yeah. And I hope we don't sound like we're advocating for like failure or laziness because we've been talking about this so much about, it's not about, oh, you're failing, like recognizing failure and just saying, well, if I fail, you know, I'm only human. What can I do about it? It's not about that. It's about recognizing like your human potential is to not be perfect. And so, yeah, if you like expect, I saw this video the other day that was like this influencer telling her audience that this is this is a new like hack. This is a trick that I learned to, to manifest things. And she was like, instead of being hopeful or or saying, oh, maybe I'll get this opportunity, maybe not. She said, think as if you've already gotten it. So like, let's say she wants to work with a particular brand deal. She's already thinking, oh, yeah, I'm already working with them. And I guess that helps her motivation to actually work with them in the future one day. And I saw that and I was like, I I can understand where she's coming from, but I also don't think it's beneficial to act like you have things when you don't have them. Because you're an influencer, you kind of have a foothold to sort of get where you want to be. But if the average person says, man, I want to eat better this year. And they say, I'm like, I'm already healthy. I'm already at the point that I want to be in my health. I just don't feel like that would be a very good motivator. What are your yeah. th- what are your thoughts on that? I feel like you can't fully find success and you can never fully find that you're wrong and that you need to get better until you accept humility. Humility is one of yes. the most important parts of finding success. And if you never get to that point where you say, I really, really suck. I really suck at this and I'm kind of trash. You will <laughs> never get to the point where you can actually accept that and say, okay, I suck. But now that I know that I'm at rock bottom, there's only one way to go from here. I can only ascend. So we can't just take out New Year's resolutions and not give you guys an alternative. Like You know what the alternative should be? What? Read your Bible. I mean, Get your yes. heads in those books, guys. That's we know truth. you guys ain't reading it. You sounded <laughs> just like our pastor. That was kind of scary. <laughs> I wish I had a church. You know you guys ain't reading it. <laughs> Anyways, of course, read your Bible. Like, duh. But also... We've been talking a lot about if you're going, if you're deciding that something is bad for you, if you're going to cut it out, cold turkey or slowly, replace it with something healthier. So how can we replace New Year's resolutions? What do you do instead of setting a big goal for the year? I see where I already am and what I succeeded in last year and see like, so if last year I was really trying my best to focus on the troubles of of the year before. So say the year before I messed up socially in a couple of things. My main goal is that I'm not going to say, well, this year I'm going to be a better guy. Overall, you want to end up being a better person in life generally. But I think a good thing to do every year is just to kind of tell yourself, 
What have I already been trying to succeed in and how much did I actually succeed in that? What do I need a bit of work in and what am I doing okay in? What would you say to somebody, because I know people are probably thinking this, like what if someone was to say to you like, but discipline, like you're not being disciplined if you think like that, like blah, 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 like you, you need discipline. How do you respond to somebody who is not receptive to the idea that like we have to accept failure and we have to be humble about it? I would say that that person is out of touch <laughs> and completely <laughs> ignorant to most of the world's real problems. And, most, and that person themselves is probably ignorant to their own problems. <laughs> Any person who tells you, no, you, you just just get over it, you know? It's it's whatever. You know, don't fo- don't focus on it. If if it hurts it whatever, whatever. Yes, yeah, sometimes there are times where you do need to, you know, you know, shut up, rub some dirt in it. But at the same time, if you are the type of person who genuinely thinks that saying, just get over it helps, you probably haven't gotten over it yourself. And you're just saying that as a ploy to make other people feel bad so that they can look at you and be like, well, this guy's got it. And I don't. <laughs> but I like what you said in there, though, because you were talking a little bit about the gray area. Like, sometimes that works. And I agree. Sometimes if you recognize there's something really, really unhealthy about you that you need to just get rid of, yes, get rid of it. Cold turkey. Never look back. But that's not everything. Like, people catastrophize and make, like, make it super black and white. I know we talk about that a lot. But it's not so simple. Some things require super intense discipline. Some things require habitual change over a long period of time. No, yeah, like you're saying, like, and you can't just expect to be an alcoholic or a drug addict in the next, and you're like, well, 2020 or 2024, uh, you know, the next day I'm never doing drugs again because that's also just not how the human body works. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm just I'm just saying that I think not every problem is so, like you said, black and white. And there are so many ways to prove that not everything is black and white. And that sometimes cutting things cold turkey is a lot worse than gradually telling yourself, okay, I might fail at this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I think that's actually a lot more bold than saying, I'm just going to stop. Because then what happens if you can't stop? Now you're going to probably give up on yourself more. Mm -hmm. I saw another video that I really, I appreciated this influencer's insight. She was talking about uh, going to the gym and she was talking about like quick fixes and like hacks that people will do to drop weight or gain weight like super quickly in a month. And she said, if you had your dream body right now, would you know how to take care of it? Do you have the habits to take care of it and maintain it for life? And I was like, That's so good. She said, if you walk 10 miles into the forest, you have to take the time to walk 10 miles back. And it's a long journey. It's a long process. But along the journey and along the process, you learn your body better and you learn how to maintain the body that you eventually want to keep. And I was, yeah, like I was just thinking like, that is so good. Like people don't talk about loving the journey as much. They just want to get to the destination so bad. But then when they get to the destination, they're like, well, now I'm here. Now what? You know, so I just thought that was interesting and it applies in so many more areas than just physical fitness. I think um, in mental health, like if you were healed in every possible way tomorrow, would you know what to do with a perfectly healed mindset? You know, just something to think about. I think it's interesting. So the alternative for me for New Year's resolutions, resolutions kind of talked about this is to just be self-reflective and to think, how can I honor God better this year? Like, Mm. what can I do better this year? Little choices every day. Um. I've been really trying to think about like my words, for example. I've been thinking about that a lot. 
and changing little things about the way that I speak. And hopefully it will build long-term habits. So that's what we have for you guys. And of course, if you do New Year's resolutions and you've like changed your life in a year, that's like amazing. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell us and DM us <laughs> so that we can read your story? Because that's actually amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of where to DM us, you can find us at the underscore introvert underscore city at Instagram and the introvert city podcast on TikTok. And Facebook. Can't forget about that. And one. Facebook. <laughs> you can find me at it's underscore D A N E Y L on Instagram. And you can find me at Karina underscore B04. Any final words, Seth? Stay safe, homebodies. It's snowing out there. It is. If you don't get snow in your area, stay jealous. I'm dreaming of a mid-January. Bye, homebodies. See you Bye, next time. Bye.